The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Tech companies stressing that the next leg in the AI race is all about data. That's the focus of today's Tech Check. Dear Drabosa, here with that. Hey, Dave. Mike, it's something I hear over and over again these days. Your model, your large language model or generative AI model is only as good as your data. Now, yesterday I was at the Bank of America Tech Conference here in San Francisco talking to a number of CEOs and analysts. Zero surprise for our audience. A lot of that discussion focused on artificial intelligence. Now, Dynatrace is an enterprise cloud platform seen by some analysts as a clear leader in the broader AI space. CEO Rick McConnell told us about the importance of that data. Generative AI is going to enable all companies to compete more rapidly, develop applications faster, get to market more rapidly. So I think all of that's true. What is interesting, though, is that the digital transformation waves, the waves toward cloud migration, they are creating an explosion in data. And that data needs to be analyzed. And analyzing that data is going to require more and more automation. And AI can bring that degree of automation. Yeah. How do you crunch all that data? How do you collect it all? So to that point, I also spoke to Microchip CEO Ganesh Morthy about how cloud providers, the hyperscalers like Amazon, Microsoft, Google, how they can accommodate these huge amounts of data that generative AI engines require. I asked him also more broadly if CapEx will increase for them as part of this shift. Absolutely. And I think you will also find that companies like us, uh, who are looking to deploy AI to be more productive will add to the CapEx, right? So when we do this, you know, we will make sure we work to either with ourselves internally or through a cloud provider, provide us the capability to drive the AI requirements that we have, right? whether it's through open AI, through any other uh, you know, mechanism that we want to have. So productivity of companies has always uh, you know, drawn um, investments because we look at it as what kind of return on investment can we get? And I think that will ultimately drive more CapEx spending on the cloud and the other related elements of AI. Presents an interesting dynamic for some of the largest cloud companies, right, and big tech companies who are going to benefit from the shift to generative AI because of how much data they have, but also their costs are going to go up as they have to accommodate for it. They have to build the infrastructure, new infrastructure to accommodate the shift. I know you guys have been talking all morning about that Bernstein Amazon report urging the company to tighten its strategy. If data is the gold in this generative AI shift, it's hard to think of someone that has more of it than Amazon, but again, plays into that dynamic of they have a huge opportunity here, but their costs could go up as well. I'm sure, Dee. And I guess I, I wonder how it does break. Is it all in favor of the largest scale players that have the capacity to invest whatever has to be invested? Or do you go yeah. down another? Really, the market seems to want to just say, who's going to just be selling all the actual hardware and capacity to these guys? Yeah. And, and you know, that's a question that comes up a lot is 
who's going to kind of dominate ultimately in this shift? Is it going to be the big players um, that are selling the software that have access to all of this data? If you think that if you're a new company, an upstart or a startup in this space, and you have to start by collecting data, you're at a disadvantage here. So, you know, the obvious winners here are the big hyperscalers that have been collecting this or the Google searches that have years and years, decades of data um, versus smaller guys. But also, yeah, the hardware, Mike, because ultimately, and we're not seeing that take place necessarily quite so much this year. It's been flat CapEx, but in the years ahead, hardware could benefit as you get the sort of servers in the back end up to speed. Apple breathing some new life into the metaverse with that headset announcement. Good or bad news for existing players? Let's ask Deirdre Bosa. Hi, Deirdre. Kelly, it goes beyond the metaverse. This is something that is going to affect many other areas of tech. Guess what? It's not artificial intelligence. It's connected to it, though. It's spatial computing. That's what Tim Cook talked about earlier this week. The interaction of computers with the physical world through a virtual or mixed reality headset. The gaming space. Look at how Unity and Roblox have performed this week. Unity, which got the shout out from Tim Cook, its stock is up some 13% week to date. Roblox, on the other hand, is actually lower. But I sat down with Roblox CEO Dave Bazuki, who shared his thoughts on the new Apple Vision Pro. We're really excited because when a young game developer makes something on Roblox, they push it to our cloud. It runs on everything right now. It runs on phone, computer, iOS, Android. It runs in all these languages. And VR is the most immersive way to experience Roblox. So it's another awesome platform. It's amazingly immersive. And of course, we'll be there. Will you be able to play Roblox when the Vision Pro launches? Um, won't say that for sure. I'm looking forward to playing with one. Have you tested it out yet or played with I have not played with one. But you guys are on Meta's version. We are on Oculus right now. And I think we've hinted that MetaQuest is not too far away. Right. And what is the experience? What do you hear from people? Who so, are so here's what's really interesting. We have the vision that immersive 3D, you know, we have 2 million creators. They're making all of this immersive 3D content. Millions and millions of people are experiencing it. Um, it runs on all devices. On a PC, it's your big laptop. On a phone, you're using Pinch and Zoom to use it. The first time I went into VR, I played some older Roblox experiences. And it blew me away because you're, you're right in there. It's, it's more immersive than any other form of media. So the creator, the developer part is really important here. Roblox may be best known for its gaming ecosystem, the many universes within the game, largely for younger audiences. But it also does have developer tools for creators to build the next generation games in that new technology, spatial computing. Bazuki says that developers are flocking to the platform, but Kelly, it may be worth noting, Unity, that is an open ecosystem. It could have a head start here. Cook told the audience Monday at Apple Park that thousands of Unity-based VR games will be supported at launch. And if this is really a computing shift, Kelly, we don't know that Roblox is going to dominate it in the same way that it has the PC. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch what happens to the world of gaming when it becomes even more immersive. Yeah, a lot of excitement for Unity. Uh, Deirdre, thank you. We appreciate it. Deirdre Bosa. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now.
Thank you.